And if you brought a Bible, go please to 1 Chronicles chapter 4. Si trajo su Biblia, vaya por favor a Primera de Crónicas, el capítulo 4. First Chronicles chapter 4, nine, verse 9 and 10. Primera de Crónicas, el capítulo 4, verso 9 y 10. A couple weeks ago, the Lord spoke to us on the subject of the house of prayer. How many of you remember that? And I have uh, been asking the Lord, and he has continued to stir this in my spirit, that he would make us a people of prayer. He has done that, and uh, I'm asking him to take us to a new level, to a greater level of prayer. America's hope is a praying church. Hace unas semanas el Señor nos dio una palabra como iglesia sobre la casa de oración. Y esto ha nacido en mi espíritu, un gran deseo de ver nuestra iglesia ser una poderosa casa de oración. La esperanza de esta nación es una iglesia que ora. No revival ever came to a nation except people began to pray. Nunca vino jamás el avivamiento a, una, a un país hasta que el pueblo comenzó and change will never come to your life until you begin to pray. El cambio no llegará a tu vida hasta que aprendas a orar. You might say, Pastor, another sermon on prayer. Quizá diga, otro mensaje sobre la oración. I'm going to keep teaching until you and I pray and touch heaven. Yo voy a continuar predicando sobre este tema hasta que usted y yo toquemos el cielo con nuestra oración. Now Jabez called on the God of Israel saying, Oh, that you would bless me indeed and enlarge my border and that your, and that your hand might be with me and that you would keep me from harm, that it might be, that it might not pain me. And God granted him what he requested. Father, I thank you for your word, which is living and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword, and is able to divide the soul and the spirit. I pray tonight that you would anoint my lips of clay to teach the word of the living God, and that you would anoint the hearing of this congregation, that they might bear the burden of prayer. And Father, that as a church and as a people, we might decide in the depths of our soul that we will be a people who will call upon the God of Israel. And Father, I ask you to do this for the glory and praise of your name, and we ask that you would draw us to yourself through this word. I ask this in Jesus' name, and the church said amen. Amen. You may be seated tonight. Puede tomar su lugar. I want to share with you tonight about this figure 
that we don't know a whole lot about in the Bible. Quiero hablar con ustedes una, una, uh, unos momentos esta tarde sobre este personaje histórico el cual no sabemos mucho de él. The first knock against him is that he was an obscure figure. Lo primero que uh, este hombre tiene en contra de él es que él es un hombre no bien reconocido. He is obscure in the pages of scripture. He's mentioned just this one time. Uh, escondido en las páginas de su Biblia, mencionado solamente esta vez. No se sabe mucho de su linaje. We don't know a whole lot about his lineage or his family background, his family tree. Uh, but just a little blurb. Solo una pequeña mención de él. Pero en esta, en esta mención de él, but in this mention of Jabez, we find a prayer that God answered. En esta, oración, en esta mención vemos que aquí hay una oración que Dios contestó. If you would like to know how to pray prayers that God answers, raise your hand. Si usted quiere orar oraciones que Dios contesta, levante su mano. And so tonight I want to just take you through his prayer. Quiero que estudiemos su oración. I know that if you've been a Christian over the last 10 or 12 years, then the prayer of Jabez is not new to you there was a time uh, maybe more more than 12 years ago about 15 years ago there was a time when a book was written on this subject and many in the church read about it and uh, and learned it quizá si usted ha estado en el evangelio un buen tiempo este esta oración no es um, nueva para usted porque ya la ha oído enseñado y eso es bueno uh, but tonight I want to just remind you if this is a reminder and I want to teach you if this is new to you. Quiero recordarte esta noche y si es algo nuevo para ti, quiero traer de nuevo a tu memoria lo que es el poder de la oración. And I just want to remind us tonight of this incredible power called prayer. Prayer is really a mystery to human beings. La oración es un misterio para uh, los seres humanos. When, when you pray, you don't have a visual of God. Cuando oramos, no vemos a Dios cara a cara. When we pray, we can't touch him. Cuando oramos, no lo podemos tocar. When we pray, it's not like talking uh, to somebody across the table. It, it is just that easy, but it doesn't have the same physical components. It's tan fácil quizá como hablar con una persona al otro lado de la mesa, pero a la vez no tan fácil porque no hay nadie más ahí en lo físico. Often when we think about God, God knows all things. He is sovereign. Dios es soberano, conoce todas las cosas. And so, when we come to prayer, we sometimes ask, well, why pray then? If God already knows, if God's will is going to be done anyway, then why do I need to pray? A veces quizá cuando pensamos de un Dios soberano, podemos preguntar, bueno, si Dios ya sabe todo y ya Dios va a hacer su voluntad, entonces, ¿para qué orar? ¿Cuál es el uso o propósito de la oración? What is, the, what is the use or the purpose of prayer? 
¿Por qué uh, tenemos que hablar con Dios? Uh, why do we need to tell him if he already knows? And yet for those of us who have discovered the glory of relationship with God. We may not be able to describe it, but we can enjoy prayer. There comes a day, I believe, in the Christian life when, uh, when prayer becomes, uh, goes from being a chore to being a joy. Hay un momento en la vida cristiana donde la oración se hace no una tarea, sino una, un privilegio, un gozo, poder hablar con Dios. It is a joy to be able to speak with God. And, and further than that, it is a relationship because Jesus said that my sheep hear my voice. Jesús dice, mis ovejas oyen mi voz. So prayer is not it's a one-sided deal. La oración no es una conversación de un lado, sino que cuando hablamos es, es en seriamente hablar con Dios. There is an exchange that takes place. And so prayer is the lifeblood of the Christian. La oración es la vida del cristiano. It, it ought to be that one indispensable element of your spiritual walk. Es ese elemento eh, uh, eh, que no se puede olvidar de nuestra vida eh, cristiana. We must always pray. Men ought always to pray. Dice la escritura, los hombres deben siempre orar. Now, I told you about this man. He was obscure. The first thing he had going against him was that nobody knew who he was. Este hombre era un hombre el cual nadie sabía quién era. And maybe you are obscure tonight. Quizá usted es una persona que no muchas personas conocen. Maybe in a thousand years, no one will know who we were. Maybe in a hundred years. Quizá en mil años, nadie va a recordarnos. Quizá en cien años, nadie va a saber quién éramos. Maybe uh, down the line, we will have a, 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 a great, great, great grand that will say, I can't remember the name of my great-grandfather, my great-grandmother. But the beauty of it is that although Jabez is obscure, even within the pages of Scripture, he was not obscure in the presence of God. Aunque este hombre no era conocido por muchas personas quizá y, y no muy conocido entre las páginas de la palabra del Señor, no era extranjero en la presencia de Dios. Let me be a stranger anywhere but the presence of God. Déjame ser extranjero en cualquier lugar menos la presencia de Dios. If there's any place that you and I ought to desire to be known, it is to be known in the presence of God. Si hay un lugar donde debemos desear ser conocidos, debemos desear ser conocidos en la presencia de Dios. I want to be a man of influence, and the first place I want to be a man of influence is with God. 
Yo quiero ser varón de influencia, pero primero quiero ser varón de influencia con Dios. You know that there are men of influence in our world. They can say come and people come, go and people go. They can write a billion dollar check without it hurting them for one second and yet they have no influence with God. Hay personas en nuestra sociedad que pueden decir ve y van y ven y vienen y pueden escribir un cheque de un billón de dólares y no lo piensan dos veces, pero no tienen influencia con Dios. Wouldn't you like to have influence with God? ¿Quiere usted tener influencia con Dios? Now, I'm going to ask you that question one more time. I think I know the answer, but you were kind of weak before. Would you like to have influence with God? Yes. ¿Quieres tener influencia con Dios? Imagine the kind of influence that, that Job had for the Lord to say to Satan, Have you considered my servant Job? ¿Cuál sería la influencia, nivel de influencia que tuvo Job que Jehová le dijo a, a Satanás, ¿Has considerado a mi siervo Job? Imagine the kind of influence that Abraham had. The Bible said that the Lord said Abraham was his friend. ¿Cuál sería la influencia de Abraham que dice la palabra del Señor que Jehová dijo, Abraham, mi amigo? The Psalms recorded the Lord speaking, Abraham, my friend. Well, friend, if you want to have that kind of influence with God, it can only be found in one place. Si quiere tener esa clase de influencia con Dios, solo se puede encontrar en un lugar. Are you listening? Do you want to know? That place is not a church. I wish I could tell you that, but it's not a church. Ese lugar no es una iglesia. That place is a person. Ese lugar de influencia es una persona. For you see, Jesus told the disciples, before now you have not prayed like this, but from now on, when you pray, you pray in my name. And he said, when you pray in my name, my Father, who hears you in heaven, will grant you your request. Jesús le dijo a sus discípulos, hasta hoy no habían orado en esta manera, pero desde ahora orarán de esta manera, cuando oren, oren en mi nombre, y mi Padre que está en los cielos los escuchará y les dará la petición que piden. El lugar de influencia es la persona de Cristo Jesús. The place of influence with God is Jesus Christ. If you are in Christ, you have influence with God not because you are anything but because Christ is everything si usted está en Cristo usted tendrá influencia con Dios no porque usted es alguien sino porque Cristo es todo if man wants to be righteous he has to have righteousness in Christ if man wants to be pure he must be pure in Christ if man wants to be uh, have joy he will find joy in Christ. Si el hombre quiere tener justicia, la va a encontrar en Cristo. Si quiere el gozo, lo va a encontrar en Cristo. La santidad la va a encontrar en Cristo. If any man be in Christ, 
Si alguno estuviere en Cristo. Are you in Christ by faith tonight? Está usted en Cristo esta noche. Are you in Christ? That's the most important question I could ask you tonight. Es la, la pregunta más importante que yo te pueda hacer esta noche. Estás en Cristo. For the Bible says there is now therefore con there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ. Dice la escritura Romanos 8.1 Pero ahora no hay condenación para aquel que está en Cristo. Can I say that again? There is no condemnation. Say that with me. No condemnation. Now that, that, that needs to be understood because Jesus said this. He said, I did not come into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through me might be saved. He said, but the, the world is condemned already. Jesús dijo, yo no vine al mundo para condenar al mundo porque el mundo ya está condenado. Yo vine para que el que creyere tuviere salvación por medio de mí. Él, él ya nos dice que la condenación ya está en el mundo. Condemnation is already in the world because of sin. So the only way you and I can say there is no condemnation over my life is if we are in Christ. La única manera que podemos decir no hay condenación en mi vida es que yo esté en Cristo. What does condemnation mean, preacher? It means that you are under the wrath of God. ¿Qué es la condenación si no estar bajo la ira de Dios? But because I'm in Christ, there is no wrath. Porque estoy en Cristo, no hay ira. Come on, you would think I was selling Tupperware tonight. I said because there is, because you're in Christ, there is no wrath. Porque estamos en Cristo, no hay ira. What a beautiful point, Pastor. Outside of Christ, you are under the wrath of God. In Christ, no wrath. Fuera de Cristo está bajo la ira de Dios. En Cristo no hay ira. The Bible said we were children of wrath. Dice la Escritura que éramos hijos de ira. I love that word, were. We were children of wrath. We were under condemnation. We were sinners. We were lost without hope and without God in the world. Were past tense. I am the righteousness of God in Christ. I have the grace of God. I am under the blessing of God because I am in Christ. And in Christ, now as a believer, ahora en Cristo, como creyente, yo tengo influencia con Dios. Because I have believed in Christ, now I have access and influence with God. Now, something else about J Jabez that he had against him. Number one, he was obscure. Number two, his name meant sorrow. El nombre de este hombre, Javes, literalmente significa dolor. So not only did he have a, a obscurity, uh, was he obscure, but he was also defined by pain. Su nombre era el dolor. He, 
His name literally meant pain or sorrow. And the Bible said that his mother named him that because when she was giving birth, she said, I bore him in my sorrow. Cuando Jave estaba, era, estaba naciendo, su madre le puso por nombre, hijo de mi dolor. Son of my pain. Now he's going to bear that name for the rest of his life. Ahora él va a llevar ese nombre por el resto de su vida. And it's a sad thing when you allow one bad moment in your life to define the rest of it. Es algo triste cuando usted deja que un momento difícil de su vida define el resto de su vida. And some people have the same problem that Jabez had. There's a name on you that was given to you by circumstances and by situations in your life that happened long time ago, but they're still defining your life. A veces, algunos de ustedes tienen un nombre sobre su vida que está, uh, el, uh, está, um, uh, está definando su vida porque no, no ha podido dejarlo de atrás, atrás. Maybe your name is divorce. And all that you can think about is that defining moment in your life from back there. Maybe your name is, is abused. And all you can think about is what happened back there. Quizá el nombre del divorcio o el abuso está sobre tu vida. Maybe you have the name of broken or, or, or uh, battered. Or maybe you have the name of broke or poor. Maybe you have the name of forgotten. Quizá tu nombre es pobre, olvidado. And Jabez, when he begins to pray, he's literally asking God to do something. He's saying, God, I need you to change my name. When he asks God to bless him, he's asking God to redefine him. Cuando él le pide a Dios la bendición, él está diciendo, Señor, dame un nombre nuevo. Una definición nueva. Follow me now. What is a blessing? A blessing is a spoken word that defines your circumstances supernaturally. Que la bendición, la bendición es una palabra hablada la cual define tus circunstancias en lo supernatural. Are you with me, Kingsway? So, when someone speaks a curse, what are they doing? They're defining your life with words. Cuando alguien habla una maldición, están, están uh, uh, poniendo una definición sobre tu vida con sus palabras. Tonto. Están dando definición a esa vida. When somebody, a father, speaks over their child and says, you idiot. They're defining that child. And then they wonder why they can't learn. You told him what to be. It's going to get quiet in here for a second. (laughs) 
So when Jabez says, bless me, he's saying, God, I want you to speak over me. A new definition for my life. Cuando él dice, Señor, bendíceme, él está diciendo, Jehová, yo quiero que hables una definición nueva sobre mi vida. I want to challenge you tonight to pray like Jabez and say, God, redefine my life with your word. Yo quiero animar esta noche a que ore, Señor, dale una definición nueva a mi vida conforme tu palabra. One word from God can redefine your life. Una palabra de Dios puede dar definición totalmente nueva a tu vida. One word from God can turn a loser into a winner. Can turn the the impure into pure can turn the lost into found can turn the broken into whole can turn the sick into healed come on somebody one word from God can define your life una palabra de Dios puede dar una definición nueva a tu vida y él te puede llevar de fracaso a éxito con su palabra is there a church here tonight Oh, that you would bless me. What is he doing? He's asking God to put his word between the words that have been spoken over his life and to break them so that what remains is the word of God. Do you have those strikes against you tonight? You feel obscure? Feel like even God doesn't see you sometimes? Doesn't know who you are? Do you have a name you're trying to outlive? A past you're trying to outrun? There is a new identity for you, and it is only found in Jesus Christ. Si tú eres como Javes, y esta noche está viviendo en en esa condición de que nadie te conoce, aún piensas que ni Dios sabe quién eres, y quizá tienes un nombre el cual está siguiendo tu vida, esta noche hay identidad nueva en Cristo Jesús. All right, let's see what Jabez did. Verse 10, now Jabez called upon the God of Israel. Javes clamó al Dios de Israel, invocó al Dios de Israel. The, the word in the Spanish is the word invoke. Uh, same word that we use for invocation. We generally use it to reference the fact that we are going to open with prayer. La invocación es abrir con la oración. Pero la palabra invocar envuelve algo más allá que eso. Es un término legal. The, the word there is a, it, 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 uh, it has more to do with just opening an assembly. It is actually a legal term. Es un término legal por el cual estamos invocando por términos legales, la presencia 
de una persona con autoridad superior. To invoke literally means to call upon. Literally means to call someone who has greater authority than you. Did you know that tonight we could call the cops to come to this house? Right? We could do that. We have the right, though we don't have as much authority as them, we have the right to call upon their authority, their attention. Esta noche tenemos la, la, uh, la responsabilidad o, na, o la, el derecho de llamarle a las policías que vengan acá. Tienen más autoridad que nosotros, pero tenemos la autoridad de llamarles acá. Porque y si las invocamos, decimos, necesitamos que, ven, que vengan. Esto es lo que Jabez está haciendo. This is what jo, jo, Jabez is doing. He, he recognizes that he needs superior authority to come into the situation. Él entiende que él necesita que alguien entre a la situación con autoridad superior. How many of you have come to some places in your life where only someone with higher authority can give you the answer that you need? No? ¿Cuántos han llegado a un momento en su vida cuando usted ha llegado al lugar donde solamente una autoridad superior le puede dar una respuesta? You need a higher authority. One time we were in, a, we were having a trustee meeting. We were in a restaurant, and I asked the waitress. I said, "Can we put these tables together so we can all eat together?" She said, "No." Una vez estaba una junta de los síndicos y le preguntamos a la mesera, "Podemos juntar estas mesas para comer juntos?" Dijo, "No." What do you do in that situation? ¿Qué hace usted en esa situación? You sit down, right? You just take it. What do you do? You say, I want to talk to the manager. What do you do? You are invoking a higher authority. Usted está invocando. Cuando le dicen eso, usted dice, yo quiero hablar con el administrador aquí. Now, if you're real bold and the manager comes and says, no. Ahora, si viene el administrador o el manejador y dice, no, what do you do then? I want to talk. Somebody has some faith around here. I want to talk to the owner. Si el que maneja el lugar le dice, no. ¿Qué dice usted? Quiero hablar con el dueño. Now, if you're really smart, you'll do what Sister Steph does. You call the owner to start with, and you'll get your table right away. <laughs> what am I telling you tonight? Sometimes stuff will come up in your life and will tell you no. And let's just use that analogy. You, you're trying to bring your family together, and circumstances will tell you no. A veces usted está queriendo unir su familia y viene la circunstancia y le dice no. Or you, you go to a doctor, the doctor gives you a diagnosis, no. 
Usted va al médico y el médico le da la respuesta y la respuesta es no. O va con el abogado, el abogado le dice, no se puede. Or you go to a lawyer and the lawyer says, nothing I can do about it. You go to the bank, the banker says, no. Va al banco y el, ban el banquero le dice, no. Have you ever been there? Amen. ¿Ha estado ahí usted? What do you do then? You go home and cry about it, Pastor. What can you do? ¿Qué hace entonces? Se va a la casa a llorar. I'll tell you what you do. You call upon a higher authority. ¿Qué hace usted? Va a clamar a una autoridad más alta. Am I speaking to anybody tonight? I said you call upon a higher authority. Llama a una autoridad más alta. I don't mean you call the pastor. I don't mean you call the governor. I don't mean you call the president. This poor man cried to the Lord and the Lord heard him. He is the highest authority. Jehová es la autoridad más alta. Jabez had a problem. He called upon God. Jabez tenía un problema que hizo. Clamó a Jehová. Have you learned to call upon the highest authority? You know what we do? We always, the flow of, of our faith will either flow upward or downward. Almost always it flows downward. So that when you get bad news, instead of talking to somebody above the situation, you go talk to Susie, your friend, who can't do nothing about nothing. Tell her how sad and pitiful and pathetic the situation is. I hope there's nobody named Susie that you call. ¿Qué hacemos? A veces, en vez de invocar autoridad más alta, le llamamos a alguien más bajo que la situación. Y le decimos, mira, si supieras lo que estoy pasando y, y que uh, me dijeron que no y que no va a haber solución, no va a haber ayuda, pero... Si usted va hacia, lo, hacia abajo, le van a llevar su fe hacia abajo. If you take your, your prayers downward, your faith's going to go downward. I'm going to tell you, you know, my grandma got that. She died from that. Same thing happened to my sister. And she's now in her third marriage. They're going to give you the wrong word. So what do you need to do? The Bible said there was a woman who the prophet told her she was going to have a baby. She didn't ask for a baby, but that was the reward she got for being uh, obedient to God. El Señor dice que el profeta le habló a una mujer diciendo que ella iba a tener un hijo. El Señor se lo dio. Ella no lo pidió. Pero fue el, el galardón que ella recibió por su obediencia a Dios. And then one day, the little boy is out in the field and It sounds like it might have been like it is around here because he, he had a heat stroke. And he died. El niño le comenzó a doler la cabeza un día, salió a trabajar a la labor con su padre, le dolió la cabeza y cayó muerto. 
The woman takes him. El niño, la mujer va y lo pone en la recámara del profeta. Ella va y pone el niño ahí y, y cierra la puerta. She goes and takes that little boy, places him on the bed of the room, up, uh, upper room, which she had prepared for the prophet. And what does she do? She shut the door. Cerró la puerta. What is she doing? She's saying nothing else is going to get into this situation until a higher authority arrives. Ella está diciendo, nada más se va a venir a involucrar en esta situación hasta que llegue una autoridad superior. And she leaves and the servant says, is everything okay? She says, everything is okay. Everything was really not okay. She said, but it is well. She had, she had on her mind to go and speak to the prophet. And church, if you and I will learn to do that, to pray our prayers, not to men, but to God. How do I pray to men? Pastor, you, you do it like this. You're sitting around over coffee. Well, I wish, if only men can't grant wishes. Man has no power over if only. There is only one who can do that, and that is God. She went and got hold of the prophet. Ella fue y buscó al profeta, la autoridad superior. And friend, when you get God involved in the situation, cuando usted vuelve a Dios en la situación, now you have a solution. Ahora va a tener una solución a ese problema. Jabez called upon the God of Israel. Javes clamó al Dios de Israel. What did he say? Oh, that you would bless me indeed. ¿Qué fue su oración? Dijo, Señor, bendíceme. Bendíceme de de veras. Bendíceme. Realmente cambia el, de, el destino de mi vida. Para que Javes ya no sea dolor, sino bendición. Porque tu voz, tu palabra puede dar carácter nuevo a mi vida. He says, God, I pray that you would bless me indeed. God, speak a blessing over my life. Speak a name over my life. Speak a, a future over my life that is different from that which I have been given by, by people in this world. Dame un nombre, una, una carácter, una identidad más allá de lo que se me ha dado por las circunstancias de esta vida. So, uh, uh, Jabez is praying a prayer that only God can answer. Javes está orando una oración que solo Dios puede contestar. I want to challenge you tonight to pray those kinds of prayers that only God can answer. Te quiero animar esta noche a que ores esas oraciones que solo Dios puede contestar. He must have known I am a seed of Abraham. I'm in the lineage of Abraham. 
And God said Abraham that he would bless him. And he told the nation of Israel that he would bless them. So I have the, the right to walk under the identity of that blessing. You and I as believers are going to do one of two things. We're either going to live by the identity given to us by circumstances and by our background, or we're going to live by the identity given to us in Christ. It's a choice you're going to make. Every morning when you wake up, you're going to decide, am I going to live by the identity of my past, or am I going to live by the identity of Christ and his life, his righteousness inside of me? You've got to decide, I am blessed. God wants to bless me. If you're not convinced of that, I, I, I just pray that you will become persuaded of it. Es mi oración que usted sea persuadido de esta realidad que Dios te quiere bendecir a ti. Que tú puedes tener la bendición de Dios y que tienes la bendición de Dios. I want you to become persuaded, friend, if you're in Christ, that the blessing of Abraham is on you. That's what Galatians says. Es lo que dice el, el, la carta a los Gálatas, que si usted está en Cristo, la bendición de Abraham está sobre ti. If you're in Christ, then the Bible said the blessing of Abraham is on your life. So you, when you wake up in the morning, you remember, I'm a child of God. And since I'm a child of God, then I have the righteousness of God in Christ. That means today I can live a godly life. I don't have to lie. I don't have to cheat. I don't have to steal. Because the blessing of God is on my life. Cuando usted se levante en la mañana, recuerde que usted es hijo de Dios. Y si usted es hijo de Dios, entonces recuerde que usted tiene la justicia de Dios en Cristo Jesús. Y usted, si tiene la justicia de Cristo Jesús, usted no tiene que mentir. No tiene que robar a nadie. Para, porque ya tiene la bendición de Dios. He said, bless me. Indeed. Bendíceme. Now we end our services here every time with what? With what? The blessing. Now that's not just a tradition. Cada servicio que terminamos aquí lo terminamos con la bendición. Esa no es una tradición. Es una palabra profética. It's literally a prophetic word being spoken over your life. So go to Numbers chapter 6. Va a Números capítulo 6. Brother Josh, would you come please? Numbers chapter 6, verse 22. Números capítulo 6. Verso 22. Have you found it? 
All right, I want your eyes to see this because you might think Pastor Isaac says such a beautiful blessing every time. I don't. I didn't make it up. It's right here. Quizá usted piensa qué bonita la bendición del pastor. De dónde la agarraría? Aquí está. Are you with me? I want you to see this with your eyes. Then who spoke? Who spoke? Then the Lord spoke. So whose commandment is this? ¿Quién mandó esto? Dice, y Jehová dijo. ¿Quién lo dijo? Jehová. The Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to Aaron and his sons. Aaron was the priest of Israel. His sons were the Levites, the priests, the servants of the Lord, saying, Dile a Aaron y a sus hijos. Aaron era el sacerdote. Sus hijos los levitas, los siervos del Señor, diciendo, Thus you shall bless the sons of Israel. De esta manera bendecirás a los hijos de Israel. In other words, what is he saying? Thus you shall define them. De esta manera les vas a dar una definición profética. Let me remind all the dads. Any, any dads in here? Raise your hand if you're a dad. All right, thank you, dads. God bless you. You know, God has given you prophetic power in your words. That that young man might be a liar, but when you when you speak over him, you say you will tell the truth. You define him with your words. Si usted es un papá, usted se le ha dado una autoridad profética de hablar bendición a sus hijos. Moms have been given that too, but dads in particular. And so I want to just remind you to use that authority. I heard about a, 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 a young man, he was rebellious. Escuché de un joven rebelde que entraba todas las noches su papá a su recámara. Every night his dad would come into his room and lay his hand on his bed and say Lord this boy shall be a preacher entraba a la recámara del niño todas las noches el papá ponía su mano sobre su cabeza y decía este niño va a ser predicador and he said I was acting like I was asleep but I was awake and I would hate it to hear him say that decía el, el, el joven rebelde yo lo oía estaba despierto pero me hacía como que estaba dormido y yo no quería oír eso. Come on, somebody. I believe that the rod of correction is, is lacking in America. Yo creo que la vara de corrección está fallando en Estados Unidos. But I believe there's something greater than the rod of correction. It is the word of God. Hay algo mayor que la vara de corrección. Es la palabra de Dios. 
That boy does not have to agree with you. If you have authority over him, you speak blessing. And sooner or later, his life will line up with the word of God. God said, tell the servants, my servants in Israel, to speak like this. Thus you shall define, bless the sons of Israel. And you shall say to them, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Are we done? So they shall do what? Do what? So they shall invoke my name. Another version says, put my name. It's a legal act. When I pray over you on Sunday morning and say, may the Lord bless you, I am acting, I am acting legally. Cuando yo levanto mis manos el domingo y oro la oración sobre ustedes, estoy actuando legalmente. That's exciting. Qué emocionante. So you shall put my name, you shall invoke my name on the sons of Israel, and what? And what? And then I will bless them. God has promised me as his servant Isaac, when you bless my people, I will bless them. El Señor me ha prometido a mí como su siervo. Isaac, si tú bendices a mi pueblo, yo los bendeciré. That's why from the first morning, from the first morning that I became the pastor of this church, I have asked you, raise your hands for the blessing. And I have entered into that legal covenant with God. It's better than if I handed out $100 bills every Sunday. It's better than that. This is a legal covenant from God saying, if you will bless my people, I will bless them. Kingsway Church, that's why we are blessed. That is why we are blessed. Because God has put his name on you. Now, I can't finish the entire message tonight, so I'm just going to ask you to stand with me right there. And just raise your hands and begin to pray. From a place of obscurity, from a place even of brokenness, where your past may have defined you for a long time, I want you right now to begin to call upon the name of the Lord. Stir up your faith. And just ask God this simple thing. Lord, bless me. Redefine my life. Redefine my ministry. Redefine my family, God. Redefine me, God. 
My past, my sins, my failures have defined me. But I'm asking you tonight, redefine me. Change me by my name. If you're not a believer in Jesus Christ, tonight you can become a child of God by simple faith. All you have to do is confess your sin to God. Just say, God, I'm a sinner. I deserve judgment and wrath, but today I'm asking you for mercy. I fall upon your mercy. Save my soul. And he'll do that. No one who calls upon the name of the Lord shall be put to shame. Come on, church, just ask for his blessing. Pide su bendición. Dile, Señor, dame un nombre nuevo. Una definición nueva. Break that line of alcoholism, of drug addiction, of, of immorality. Break that line in my, in my family tree tonight. I pray, God, that you would bless me. Bless my family. Bless the children in my family. Bless the company I work for because I'm there. Bless the church I attend because I'm there. Bless the city I live in because I'm there. Bless me indeed, oh God. Dile, Señor, bendíceme de veras, Señor, que yo sea bendición en mi familia. Bendice la compañía donde yo trabajo. Bendice la iglesia donde yo asisto. Bendice, Señor, la comunidad donde yo vivo. Que mi presencia ahí sea de bendición. Hallelujah. Come on, just pray. Just pray. Call upon the name of the Lord. Invoke Him. This is a legal act. You have the right to go before the throne of grace. Hell itself can't keep you out because of the blood of Jesus. I said because of the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. Come on, charge the throne room of God with faith. Entra con de nuevo a la presencia de Dios con tu fe.